I am ready to go. Hello, 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 and hi. Everything is on. I can't believe this is another episode. It is May 24th, 4.09 a.m. in the morning. Hello, everyone. Hello, my beautiful crew. How's it going? My name is Jonathan Garano, and welcome back to another episode of the Bottle Club podcast where we're about to talk about some things. I'm back. Um, also, I'm doing this in the way we morning of life because here's the thing. I just want to start off with this, okay? Around three hours ago, and I've been contemplating about this for a while, for the past three hours, I woke up at 12.30 a.m. in the morning, panicked, had a night terror, was going a little, as you could say, insane with these hyperbolic existential emotions purging from my body, sweating a little bit. And as I'm screaming in my head, what am I doing with my life? I decided to check my phone, which is near my body for some odd reason, which I don't think you should do because it is a distraction and it does block your you know, sleep cycle, I believe. But anyway, I look at my phone. I see the text messages. I open it up and I see that I received a message from Naveen Bose. Now, if you don't know who Naveen is, he was one of the first co-hosts of this podcast. And the reason why he left was for a varied myriad of different reasons. One of it being that he got a new job. Secondly, we had some disagreements regarding how we wanted the podcast to be broadcasted into the world. I wanted an agenda item of list of topics to talk about, and he just wanted to spew and go. And that became a tension, like tension of, hey, I care about what we talk about, and I do care about the views, and where he was thinking, I just want to talk about everything and anything and just go without an agenda, which is fine, but there needs to be some sort of direction in every episode, I think. So that that was the big disagreement. So anyway, I'm looking at the text message, and this is what it reads. Now, I want to preface that the last time that I communicated with Naveen was in December of 2021. But since January to May, I haven't heard a peep from him. And we've, like, little tiny bits maybe have texted each other, but I've reached out multiple times. How are you? What's going on? Thinking about you. Maybe we can get dinner. It would love to meet up. I care about you. What is going on in your life? Let's catch up type of text messages. But this is not one of those texts. Again, I want to remind you it is 12, like 15 a.m. in the morning when I received this text message. I woke up at 1230. So this is just literally 15 minutes prior. Now, my cell phone is in the bathroom right now because if I look at it, I am going to be infuriated and my blood is boiling if I have my two eyes looking at the text message. But this is what the text message reads. Now, I'm paraphrasing again my bathroom. My phone is in the bathroom. But it says, hey, is there a world in which my content of our podcast together episodes can be deleted? Let me kind of rephrase that. Hey, 
Not, hey, how are you? How's it going? I would love a conversation. Can you talk right now? Maybe even give me an explanation of why he said what he said, but it just straight up said, hey, is there a world where the content of my episodes can be deleted? And I'm looking at that text message, a little shocked. You know, I'm rubbing my eyes a little bit. I'm like, is this, is this for, I'm sitting down, you know, my, my heart sinks because what he fails to forget at that moment is that, okay, if this was a one-off interview and he wanted it gone, yes, I'll delete it. But these are several episodes, okay? And I've already deleted a few of them already for, for his sake, for the things that he've said. But after several months of not even communicating with me, he's decided to send a disrespectful text at 12.20 a.m. ambushing me without any sort of explanation and just sending a quick text of, is there a world where you can delete the content of our episodes together? Negating the fact that, hey, I'm on those episodes too. Negating the fact that I put a lot of uh, work in those episodes too. Setting up the equipment, putting it in together, editing the episodes, editing clips for that for those episodes, putting those clips on TikTok, watching the views go up, stressing the fuck out when making sure these podcasts that go out are enthralling, entertaining, provide some sort of value to y'all because that's what matters. I'm here to entertain you, um, but also entertain myself at the same time. It's a 50-50 and he's negating the fact, I guess, about that 50-50. He's negating the fact that I exist too. My work exists too. And all of that is going through my head. But I just don't know how to kind of communicate that. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Tell me. And we kind of like go back and forth. And then I just begin to assume because he doesn't really explain himself. And I just go, I assume that you kind of regret the things that you said in a few of these podcast episodes. And I totally understand because you're definitely thinking about, hey, could I get canceled in the future? Which is a legitimate thing to think about. Which kind of gave me a little chuckle, right? Because one of the reasons why we had why he left the podcast is because of our disagreement of, hey, these are the topics that I want to talk about, the stories that I want to kind of present. Here is the flow. Uh, here are the agenda items of the of the podcast episode. Where, well, while his was, hey, I just want to talk about whatever comes to my mind right at that moment, and I just go. And in those moments, because of that just going, you're going to say oftentimes problematic things. Like right now, I mean, I do have an agenda item, but I'm just going with the flow, and I'm probably going to say something that's a little problematic. But that's the risk you take. And here you are saying, hey, can you just delete the episodes that we are together? So, you know, I think about it for a second, and I want to play the good guy. I want to play the good guy for several reasons, which we'll get to soon. And usually, playing the good guy could come from a place of insecurity, which definitely came from. So I said, okay, what episode really kind of bugs you? And he told me episode two. I looked at episode two. I go, okay, you know what? It's not all the episodes. Episode two is decent. Um, fine. I was a little hesitant, but I decided to delete it. I, I went straight to my laptop, deleted it, 
Took it off Spotify, Apple Podcast, everything. We said our piece. I said, let's catch up soon. He said, will do, which I know will never happen. People always say, let's catch up soon. And I'm like, okay, when? So, and then he goes, good night. I got to go to bed because I'm exhausted. Because he didn't want to talk to me further. Oh, that's what I said. I said, Naveen, yeah, we should jump on a call sometime. And he's like, will do, but I'm going to bed. Good night. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's, you know, I'm up now. I'm up. I'm wide awake. Kind of. Not really. But yes. So the first thing I do is, okay, Jonathan, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to use the restroom. I am going to go in the bathroom area and do my thing. So I sit down, doing my thing. And no more than two minutes in, I receive another text message from Naveen, who, quote unquote, was really tired. Had to go to bed because he didn't want to talk to me on the phone. And the text message reads simply, actually, I don't like the shit I said in episode six. Can you delete that too? No, please. Again, no explanation in a very detailed manner. And I looked at it, at that text, And it brought so many cathartic, heart-dropping emotions, which is, holy crap, this guy doesn't respect me. He doesn't respect me at all. And even if he says he does, he's definitely not acting like he respects me. Just straight up says, I already gave him episode two, some other previous episodes, I think three or four more. So that's a total of four episodes. And I looked at and So I said, hey, man, um, you know, there's that saying where if you give someone a nail, they want a finger, you give them the finger, they want the hand, you give them the hand, pretty soon they want the entire arm. And then so he's definitely pushing it. But the reason why I know that he doesn't respect me is because it made me feel as if he did not appreciate the work that I do in my life as a creator. He doesn't respect me as just a person that's living his life trying to do the right thing. He doesn't respect me because he feels as if he can get his way with me for the things that he participated in he just doesn't respect me and it also made me think okay it makes kind of sense he doesn't respect me because also maybe I don't have that many followers as well I'm not a high powerhouse he is playing on the fact that he knows because he knows me well because we had a podcast together that I'm totally insecure with myself when it comes to the creative space, when it comes to how people perceive me. And he's definitely abusing his power over me in that regard. He's attacking and taking advantage of my vulnerability by being so matter-of-the-fact without any sort of tact to say, yo, I don't like the shit that I said in episode six. Can you please delete it? Text me at 1220 12, 12 a.m. in the morning, basically saying, hey, 
I know that I haven't talked to you in many, many months. But is there a world that you can delete the content that we are in together, even though you work so hard on this podcast? It, it, it infuriated me. As I'm saying in this podcast, because this is my therapy, I guess, for this audio bonus episode. But it also dives deep into so many other factors. So I jumped into the shower. Well, first off, I told him, like, hey, man, I'll really think about it. Um, it's very obvious that um, I need to treat you better. And it's very obvious that hopefully you can treat me better. And hopefully I can come away with this motive trying to figure out how to motivate myself to be even bigger in my um, social media slash creative space. Because I know that if I had millions of followers, right? If I was higher in the echelon of kind of my career, to a point where even I respected myself, I guess you could say. Where it was legitimate for me to at least have a tiny bit of a chip on my shoulder. Then he would not have treated me this way. So I jumped in the shower and I started thinking about it. And I was like, God. Do I even respect myself? And then imposter syndrome arrived. Where it came like. Like, Jonathan, what are you doing with your life? Why are you not working hard enough? Why haven't you posted a podcast episode? You know, what is going on? Why haven't you posted any pieces of content for your own brand? Here you are, again, helping and creating content for brands and other influencers, which pays me money, but it's also the scapegoat and an excuse for me to say, I am not posting on my own channels. I'm not creating for myself. Because, quote unquote, I would rather work for somebody else. I would rather make viral pieces of content for other channels. It's not good. It's an excuse on my part. You know? Taking full responsibility that quote-unquote, I'm not good enough. Uh, and this also comes from, like, uh, guys, crew, listen. I'm very fortunate and very lucky. I'm not going to lie, okay? I am surrounded by individuals that I look up to when it comes to the creative space. I'm surrounded by friends who, you know, try to do their best to be there for me as best they can. Um, I may not be the richest person in the world. I did have a massive gambling debt. And last year I've, you know, I made like a lot of money uh, around 180000 to $200,000 from brand deals and from what I've done. And I was able to use that money to pay off basically almost all my debt so this year i started basically from ground zero but at least my bank account and my debts weren't drastically in the red and yes i'm very fortunate 
Because even today, right now on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I am doing a YouTube talk with my great friend Alan Chicken Chow where we're teaching creators how to make a living online. You know, so if you're interested, you know, you can just go to garano.com forward slash YouTube talk and it's 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. YouTube is sponsoring it. So thank you for paying me, you uh, YouTube, to do this, which I'm very, very excited about. Can't wait to, been working on so many of these answers. I mean, these questions, I can't wait to teach people exactly what I know about how I was able to make this much money, especially last year. Um, Yeah, things are going well, but that text message really halted everything and put things into perspective that I am simply not good enough right now. And it sucks. You know? They say don't compare yourself, but how can you not? Like, I don't compare myself in the aspect of, fuck, I want their lives. Or, fuck, I'm working so hard. I should get something too. No, that's not... That's not how I compare myself in, wow, Jonathan, you're not fucking doing enough. Wow, Jonathan, you're not working hard enough to be there yet. You're doing things wrong right now. And this, this definitely exponentially, this like negative thought, which is not good, greatly increases when I do my vice. What is this vice? Gambling. When everything is going right in my life, for some odd reason, I'll do a vice. Some people it's drugs. Some people maybe it's you know other things. Mine is gambling. And Tuesday, which is today, is this YouTube talk, and I've been working really hard this past you know couple three weeks or so, trying to make sure that the answers that I'm going to provide and the questions that I was brainstorming with YouTube, putting the sizzle reels reels together, you know, making sure that I'm on top of my game when this talk starts, you know, even recruiting Alan Chicken Chow, which was very random. Like YouTube called me up to do the speech. We talked about it. And then suddenly Alan gives me a text just wanting to update. And I go, you know what? Actually, Alan, something's coming up. Would you like to be a part of this YouTube talk and I'll pay you just like last year with Facebook audio rooms where they paid me $25,000 per episode and each guest got $15,000 and I thought of Alan and I made sure that he got paid. Of course, YouTube is paying me way, way, way less than the Facebook audio rooms. Um, We're talking like we're basically doing it for free, which I'm fine with because I absolutely love this topic. So we're all good. But for Alan to suddenly say yes, that that's a Wow, just ah, so lucky. You know, like everything just worked. So many good things are happening. And on Sunday, I don't know what the fuck happened, but my mind said, Jonathan, all these good things are happening. You got to go to the casino for some reason and you just got to lose your fucking money. So I came there and I was up $400 the first hour, but I don't know what happened, but about, being in that casino for literally 10 hours around fucking 5 a.m. in the morning. Something triggers in my brain and I go, let's lose everything on the poker table. And sure enough, I lost that profit and every other thing that I brought with me.
And then as I walked outside and it was light time, you know, the sun was out, light time. The sun was out. I was like, why did I do that? And my therapist, which I haven't seen in three weeks, which is really bad. She she told me that I got to go weekly, but I've been traveling for work and uh, all these fucking excuses, Jonathan. She basically said that the reason why I gamble is because I want to sabotage myself. You have this big inkling that you don't deserve the good things that are happening, especially when there's a momentum of positive things happening in your life. And you and your subconscious is trying to remind you that you are worthless. And the way that you can feel worthless is if you lose everything. And then it goes on to add in things, which I've also realized, breaking this down, is that I'm not going to lie. Oftentimes I do feel alone. And it's very hard for me to reach out to others because maybe it's like this odd insecurity or whatever it is. I, I feel as if I don't deserve any help. And so I love to help others instead. But when I hit rock bottom, that is when mostly I'll reach out to people just to talk about my emotions and my vulnerabilities and sometimes even asking for help, knowing full well that I'll be able to pay them back. And what I've been learning is that, one, when I'm in therapy, this great thing is, hey, you don't have to hit rock bottom to be able to share your vulnerabilities. You don't need to hit rock bottom to ask for help. And that's probably one of the hardest fucking things that I'm trying to learn this year is that you don't need to hit rock bottom to be able to just call someone and express unhappy emotions to express vulnerability to express just feeling down. You know? Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's it's a real it's a weird struggle too because you know, I, I don't I don't like being surrounded by people that their personality is their trauma, their personality is their Debbie down, you know, vibe. I I definitely push those people out of my life. And so I don't want to be that, but sometimes as friends, I like to be able, I would love to commiserate but I'm, I'm so scared to do that because I feel that if I do that where I'm crying without any sort of purpose, I will be known as the person whose personality is based on their fucking trauma. Personality is based on their fucking Debbie Down uh, person. I don't want I just don't want to be that person. And so I'm trying to stray away that line. But that doesn't mean that I have to hit fucking rock bottom once every couple months or once every few months to just to be able to share what I'm going through. And then in addition to that, I have to definitely work on the fact that I got to stop sabotaging myself. Because when everything is going well, I want things to continue to go well. It doesn't need to be a fucking roller coaster of emotions. 
Uh, you know, growing up in an Asian American household where I was surrounded by a fucking abusive father who's like, hey, Lewis, are you dead yet, bro? Like, come on, man. We were reminded that you're never good enough. You're like, are you dead, Lewis? That's my father's name. Like, ah, you're alive, still alive. Like, I don't know. Um, when you're reminded that you're never good enough, that you're not worthy of anything, over and over and over and over again, you're reminded that in in the household, and it like it's it's somewhere festering in your in your head when things are going well. Why can't I just have a massive, arrogant, confident ego with a massive chip on my shoulder and be like, yeah, that's right. I do deserve this. I am fucking amazing. I am beautiful. Look at me, world. I am the fucking greatest. Why can't I just say that out loud? Why can't I think like that? I'm not going to lie. I do have a nice smile and, and dope hair. Like that, I know. I know that I have a, like a positive like vibe you know with people i understand that i'm good at what i do but why can't i just be like yeah i fucking deserve this you know like why can't i just say that yo why can't i just say i deserve this that's right i i worked hard for this and this is mine what a, what like why is my voice going high when i do that that's something that I'm working on, y'all. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure that fucking thing out. This whole self-sabotaging bullshit. Listen, if you're listening to this and good things are happening to you right now, okay? Take a step back and start writing every single thing that you did to get to that point. Okay? Especially if you did not do anything illegal. You did not do anything immorally wrong. And you received something, an, a, a reward, a gift, an affirmation. I want to remind you that you deserve it. Okay? You fucking deserve it. I'm telling you this. I should tell myself this too. I have a friend. I love her so much. I work with her often. Her name is Karen X. Cheng. Love you. 1.1 million followers. She's great. Oh, my God. I, I aspire, inspire her to be, be like her even more so. We literally work. We've been working together since 2015, but this year alone, I feel as if we've been working almost every single week on all these amazing different creative projects. So many viral views are going on, and even then... I remember she was uh, making a video about teaching people how she was able to grow her following and teaching others in this video how to do the same. And she was being a little nonchalant, like saying like, oh, I was super lucky. I don't know how it happened. And I looked at Karen. And I'm like, listen, let's be honest here. You worked really hard to get here. And yeah, there's some luck that was involved. Of course, always. Always there's always like luck that is always involved with any sort of success. But let's break it down about what you did. And I want you to know that you fucking deserve this, Karen. People are here to listen to you because you made it happen. People are watching your videos and millions of views because you worked hard. And it's not just, just luck because luck means it's a one-time thing. You're doing this consistently. You're growing 
consistently. You're building a community consistently. You're making a living for yourself and the paychecks are arriving into your pocket continuously. So you are doing something right. You do deserve it. Told her that. Even in her big, large scale that she is. And I think that we all deal with that sometimes. Especially so as an Asian American. I mean, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. Maybe maybe the word is not like Asian American, but I mean, she is an Asian American woman. She's short, and oftentimes, even in big rooms with a lot of non-POC people, she's, you know, talked over and overstepped, and she has to fight a little bit harder because to make her voice feel louder. And I've seen that in spaces where I've had to stop some people, some males talking. Like, hey, wait a minute, love your opinion for a second, but Karen, what were you saying? Yeah, literally, guys, we were in a room in a meeting. She is the director and there's these all these other non-POC people giving their ideas and suggestions of how she should direct a scene. And she's lead director and she's paying all of them. And so I'm there and I'm I'm like, yo, yo, dude, love your opinion. We get it. Um, we, she heard it. Karen, um, what were you saying? How do you want to direct this scene? So pissed. Anyway, what was I getting at? It's just like, I don't know, as a, as a Asian-American or American-Asian, trying to figure out where this, this culture comes from where oftentimes your parents really love putting you down. I mean, it's enough said where society already says that I'm different. Where society says, hey, Asian dude, you're not as, you don't have Western qualities and talent like presented on these people magazines where this is the standard of beauty where you're not six foot tall. So therefore, because you're only five foot seven, you do not deserve love. Right. I'm already told that. So with my parents, it'd be nice. Maybe if hey, you're my son, I love you. This is what you're doing. Right. Do more of that. Not you're worthless, not you're an idiot, not I'm not doing enough. But it's also hard too because you definitely need to develop some sort of backbone. You definitely need to develop some way to understand that struggle is good for your growth. But I think there's a difference between struggle and pain. And valuing kind of your strengths than always focusing on your weaknesses and things that you can change. I think that is very crucial for someone's mental being, but also becoming a better productive worker. And the reason why I say this is because I took that in into consideration when I started um, hiring people or having my first interns. I've been very fortunate enough where in growing my my business practices, uh, either in back in college, in my back in my college, all the way to starting my own company and business, and even having being able to run the internship program at the companies that I was working with, and now even hiring 
um, like Karen's personal assistant or um, hiring my own videographers and editors as well. One of the biggest things that I've learned is that if you do positive reinforcement with people and you kind of focus on their strengths and double down on their strengths and then teach them that struggle is okay, then, and then being genuine about it, not just giving them a positive feedback just because they're doing something, like being very specific in the action that they are taking and providing positive feedback with that specific action that these people will end up becoming better workers and more than likely love working with you to a point where sometimes and oftentimes, especially at times when I didn't have any money, that they will work for free for you or they will put in extra hours for you because they know that one, you're a hard worker, but two, that you will appreciate the strengths that they bring onto the project. First off, what the fuck am I even saying right now? It is 4.42 a.m. in the morning. Um, I have um, Invisalign in my mouth right now. But hopefully this speaks to you in some sort of way. You know, I don't want to talk too much because I have um, at 11 a.m. that YouTube speaking event, which I'm really excited about. And uh, oh, my God, guys, if you want to sign up for that, if you want to know how creators can make money and you're interested and you're listening to this podcast on May 24th before 11 a.m., go sign up. It's free. There's 500 seats available. YouTube is sponsoring it. I wish they could have more people, but they're using for some reason, you know, meetups on Google, which doesn't make any sense. Like have like a, I mean, what happens if a thousand people want to join? Good thing. Like Alan chicken child did not promote it because too much. I mean, I promoted it on my end and we got what 300 people that RSVP'd. Imagine if he did, because he has, you know, like 400,000 people on his Instagram and millions of followers on YouTube. We would exceed that. Like, bro, Google, what are you, YouTube, what are you doing? What are you doing, YouTube? What are you doing? Okay? Good thing. But anyways, there's about 300 RSVPs right now. 500 maximum seating. If you're interested in how creators make money, you can go to just garano.com. That's G-A-U-R-A-N-O.com forward slash YouTube talk. Y-O-U-T-U-B-E. T-A-L-K. Um, Grano.com forward slash YouTube talk. So that's that whole Naveen thing brought all those freaking emotions and brought me right now to this podcast episode. And so Naveen, if you're listening, I just want to say thank you actually, because it, without you right now, I would not have turned on this microphone and turned on the, the mixer and the garage band and started podcasting again. I've been really lazy with myself. I'm frustrated with the lack of effort that I'm putting on this podcast and my other pieces of content. I am not getting any younger. And I want to be able to work as hard as I can right now. So therefore, I can 
just use all my strengths at least to a point where hopefully, you know, I'm growing and I can look in the mirror and I go, you know what, because I'm not doing any of my vices, because I'm working hard, because of I'm evolving my content, because I'm on this path of this journey of, you know, being a better person inside and out that I can look in the mirror and go, Jonathan, I fucking respect you. Jonathan, the good things that are happening in your life, you fucking deserve it. You know, that's where I want to get to. That's, that's, you know, the point. You know, as I'm in the shower, you know, we're almost done with this, this, this topic, I guess. But I'm thinking one of the questions that they're going to be asking me, which is, Jonathan, how do you deal with creator burnout? That's one of the last questions that's on the sheet that they're going to ask me. And I already know that's a heavy question they want to ask me because a lot of the people that have signed up to the registration, YouTube has told me that's one of the primary questions is how do you deal with burnout? And my cliche answer usually when I get this question is it goes like this. This is usually my answer to the question of Jonathan. So how do you deal with creator burnout? And I go, oh, that's such a you know beautiful question. You know, um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a very difficult one to answer because everyone has their own different methods. But what I would love to say is that um, I love working. So sometimes I don't know when to stop. But now what I've learned to be healthy in a physical sense and, of course, in a mental sense is three things. It's two things, sorry. Is one... Listen to your body. It's a big lesson. Listen to your body. When your body says sleep, sleep. When your body says eat, eat. When your body says drink, drink. And the reason being is because when you listen to your body, in actuality, you'll be more productive the next day when it's time. Then number two, which I think is very important, is um, what was number two? Holy shit. Oh my God. Oh, number two is think to yourself. Everyone is always thinking, I want to stay busy. I want to be busy. Oh my gosh, I'm so busy. Instead, start thinking, am I making things happen? Is this action that I'm doing right now making things happen either for myself or for others. And the best way that you can make things happen is by scheduling things that are definitely focused on making things happen. An example is scheduling a time to relax. Scheduling a time to Sit down and write down your affirmations. Scheduling a time to do volunteer work. Basically, always scheduling your time that is making things happen for the benefit of your well-being. And this will help you stay away from that mindset of how do I fucking stay busy? Because then what ends up happening is you'll be doing things that don't really fucking matter 
for you or for your friends or for anybody just because you want to stay busy. So that's that's usually my answer, right? But now I don't know what to say. I think I also want to say, but I don't know if this is going to be problematic. Oh, fuck. But I also want to say the the best way. Ah, oh, man. See, now we're just flowing with this question because I'm, it's hard to answer. Jonathan, how do you deal with creator burnout? I think what I also want to say is this. Um, when people think of burnout, they often think of the physical activities of work. But I want to go further into that. I want to talk about your mental health impact in the emotional sense. How do you make sure that your emotional well-being is taken care of? And to me, that comes from two specific things. And that is one, blocking the things that give you pain in your life, right? You don't block the things that give you struggle. You need struggle for success. But blocking the things that give you pain, actions that negatively impact your life. This could be your vices. For example, mine is gambling. Uh, this could be with a friend that's a massive Debbie Downer. Just block them out of your life, right? And then also writing down as many affirmations as you can and trying to take a step back and being appreciative for the things that you, that you have. And I'm not going to lie, that's so freaking difficult because we live in a world where we're often comparing ourselves with others. And as much as I want to say, don't compare yourself with others, you're going to do that. And the best way that I'm dealing with that right now is I'm blocking people on Instagram that really just stress me out from celebrities to other influencers to newsletters, just people that don't inspire me, I block because I don't want them in my life. But people who challenge me, things that give me struggle, oh, I, I keep them in my life. What did I just say? I don't, I don't know if this helps, but that's that's the honest truth. Like with this Nahol Naveen thing, right? He did this thing and I realized he definitely disrespected me. I'm talking about it on the podcast right now. I'm Hey, that might be... This me talking shit right now is probably very low of me, okay? He was a co-host of this podcast though and I am, I'm deciding to speak on it. Okay, I'm doing that. Yes, that's... That's horrible. I get that. But that's something that I do do. I write in my journal every single vulnerable thing, and then I take a step back in my journal, and I also write down... Ugh, what the fuck am I even saying? Anyway, also, what's so what's really good about this podcast, I want to let you know, too, is that I've, uh, that I've uh, recorded some previous podcasts as well. And they're coming out next week, which I'm really, really excited about. Clips are coming back. We have four episodes pre-recorded. I have to edit them. I'm fucking excited. Um, guys, this is a bonus audio episode at like fucking 5 a.m. in the morning. Who the fuck knows if, these, if this means anything to you? But hopefully it does in some sort of way. I'm still just reeling and 
trying to question like how do you deal with creator burnout and i guess the answer right now is i don't fucking know get a therapist if you can afford it i guess anyway um oh but even then that doesn't help why is therapy so expensive why is therapy so fucking expensive the reason why i didn't see my fucking therapist for three weeks is because she costs like 150 dollars an hour But fuck, it's worth it. God damn it, it's fucking worth it. Son of a bitch. You know, I go to my therapist often so many times and I look at her as we're talking on the fucking, you know, FaceTime or whatever the fuck that we're talking on. And I go, yo, why are you making me cry right now? What's wrong with you? I'll start screaming at her. Like, ah, why are you making me feel this way? Okay, anyway... Everyone that's listening, I appreciate you so much. I absolutely adore you. You have a wonderful day. I L U V U. Um, fuck, dude. Good thing this is an audio bonus episode and not a video one because it was all over the place. Um, fuck. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>